This is the Impact Report. I'm your host, Katie Elman. The Impact Report brings together students and faculty in Bard College's MBA in Sustainability program with leaders in business, sustainability, finance, social entrepreneurship, and more. These conversations go live the first and third Friday of each month. This week, Bard MBA's Adam Rosenberg speaks with Rob Keenan, Chief Revenue Officer at Boxed Water. My name is Adam Rosenberg. I'm sitting here with Rob Keenan, CRO and CMO at Box Water. How are you doing today? I'm very good, Adam. How are you? Doing all right. Really excited to jump in. Uh, so first question, last year, the bottled water production industry made $7.9 billion. The market size of that industry is expected to increase by 2.9% in 2022. What, in your opinion, is driving growth in this industry? Well, I think there's a couple of factors that are driving driving growth here. Um, number one, there's just overall health. People, let's see, I think it was 2016 or 2017 is when actual production of bottled water overtook the production of bottled sodas or, or pop, depending on where you're from, um, or carbonated beverages. So, so I think this, obviously, there's just a general health con- consciousness that water is better than um, sugary sodas or sh- sugary snacks. So that's fueling the growth. Um, convenience, people are convenient. And then oddly enough, someone who's my age and doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have this point of view, I'll put it this way. There is a, there is a, a general feeling that tap water isn't, isn't good. And in some, and in some cases, you know, driven by Flint, Michigan, um, which is an exception, not the rule. Um, people are buying it, not even, not even for convenience to be on the go, but they're also buying it for home use. Um, and so, so there are many factors that are driving the bottled water industry. Um, it was started back in 19, in the 1970s with, uh, Perrier, as a very high-end elitist uh, thing to drink at fancy restaurants. Um, and it has slowly become ubiquitous. If you go to a Costco, you see literally walls of plastic bottles. Um, and it's one of the silliest things I think that exists out there, even though I'm even in this industry, um, that people um, in some cases like Fiji, uh, water is is poured and then shipped three, four, 5,000 miles uh, in order for you to get a, a glass of water that you could actually pour out of your own sink. Thank you. So how does box water fit into this ecosystem and what's setting you guys apart? Yeah, no, I, I, I think we are, well, uh, an alternative to plastic water bottles and frankly, aluminum cans. So because this plastic pollution problem has become so amazing. So I'll give you some stats that just blow me away. Um, so despite 50 years of plastic, uh, of, of us as humans talking and, 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 and wanting to recycle plastic, the plastic recycling rate for all plastic was just announced drop from 8% to less than uh, 5%. So less than 5% of all plastic is actually recycled. Uh, of that in the, in the bottle industry, less than, I think it's less than 15% of plastic. So that means 85% of plastic is not recycled plastic bottles. Um, that way they'd land up in a landfill or in the ocean. In the ocean, it takes over 700 years for a plastic bottle to break down. 
and then it never really it's not it never it's not biodegradable it never goes actually down and and becomes part of the the earth again um, during that time it starts to break down and resemble food so not only is it pollution but but sea animals are confusing it for food and we're we're having animals starving to death with full bellies of plastic so 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 horrific things are going on out there and and you know I can throw through these stats but if you if you step back and think you know 700 years is a long time but just to put it in perspective if 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 Leonardo da Vinci drank a bottle of water painting the Mona Lisa that bottle would still be in this society as we speak would still be breaking down it's 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 mind boggling so so under that context about 13 years ago um, some young entrepreneurs came up with the idea of of something that can break down a lot faster and something that is also sustainable or renewable, which is which is paper. So they created boxed water is better, purposely named boxed water is better, not boxed water is best. Um, the best is refillable. Uh, uh, the best is your Yeti or your Swell or, or, or just a glass of water like you're drinking. Um, but for for those occasions when you when you need something on the go and you don't you don't have your refillable with you, we are better than plastic. We are better than cans. Um, aluminum and plastic are both non-renewable resources. They both come from finite minerals or oil uh, that you can't put back into the into the into the earth. Whereas ours come from paper, which trees you can always keep replanting. Now, full disclosure: ninety-two percent of our packages come from from um, from paper, there is a thin layer, layer of aluminum. It's like one twelfth of what a can would. Um, but there's also a numerous things that reduce our carbon footprint as far as the extraction and production of our box compared to the others. So how we fit into it is, as this world becomes just drenched in plastic, and by the way, the plastic industry expects to grow their plastic uh, production by, by fivefold, by 500% over the next 10 years, as plastic just becomes terrifyingly everywhere. Um, we are an alternative to plastic water bottles and aluminum cans. And um, we have, you know, we, we have we have found a nice little group of consumers who, who believe that that's very important, that sustainability matters. So, um, recycling rate for carton-based beverages is about 16%. Um, what is box water doing to help increase that rate with its consumers? Yeah, no, that's one of the one of our biggest um, thorns in our side is is the recycling rate. So we are literally working with municipalities across the country. We work with a group called the Carton Council, which is a a trade group that that has um, every carton company is a member of. Um, but we're working specifically with municipalities and cities and with um, waste management companies to connect the dots and get them to improve. So right now, um, 70, I think it's either 68 or 72% of Americans live in a municipality and have access to carton recycling. And that's up from 50% just a few years ago. So we're heading in the right direction. Um, uh, and I'll give you one example that was great. I mean, we were um, working with uh, the municipality in Missoula um, and Missoula's trash uh, um, company did not take cartons, but Spokane, Washington, this did take cartons. And so we, and that was the same company. So we ended up just connecting two people in the same company and now they're shipping their cartons to um, Spokane to get the cartons recycled. 
So in some cases, it's really just connecting people within the same company. In some cases, it's sitting down and talking to the municipalities. It, it costs uh, $150,000 to $200,000 to get what's called an emulsifier, which basically um, chops up these cartons and, and allows them to be recycled anywhere. Um, so in some cases, we talk to the, to the municipalities and try to figure out ways to get them to purchase that. Very cool. Does Boxwater have specific goals surrounding recycling rates of cartons? No, we don't have. It's it's literally a it's a street fight. I mean, I mean, the goal would be one hundred percent. But but and uh, but our we're yeah we're just taking one one step at a time, and we haven't lifted our heads up to put together anything any fancier lofty goals. It's like, it's one, one of my one of my friends said, it was like whack-a-mole. Oh, Missoula needs help, let's go to Missoula. Oh, these guys need help, let's go to these guys. It's 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 literally day day by day where we're working with um, different groups. Absolutely, I think it's noble. I mean, you can only go so far without like large scale policy change. Yeah, yes. I mean, if you want me to rant on that, I, I'll give you two seconds on that one because my, please, overall, please. my overall opinion is that um, we need we need policy change? It's obviously it's always it's always um, follow the money. Right now, it's not profitable. So we've got issues with plastic, aluminum, and carton recycling. That all comes down to the foundation of our the the, the system that's set up is driven by money. And if it's not profitable, like right now, plastic's not profitable because there's so much of it. So so recyclers are turning it down, saying I don't want to recycle it because I can't make any money off of it. So I'm I my belief. And uh, is that just like just like the government um, supports Amtrak and the Postal Service, these fundamental um, um, infrastructure groups? I, I think I think recycling is a fundamental infrastructure that we should figure out a way to make it so it's not about the money and it's about the environment. Absolutely. Um, can you tell me more about how Boxwater's grown and what are growth projections for the future? Yeah, no, it's been fun and rewarding. Um, we have, my gosh, so we had a hiccup during COVID because re recycling took a little bit of a backseat compared to a lot of bigger things going on. Um, but my, my goodness, we we continue to double. And now we're small. We're one percent of one percent of 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 the of, of the market right now. Um, but we've got uh, we we continue to double. We plan to double again next year, and maybe even double after that. Um, our growth is coming just grassroots from people who care at the end of the day, people in companies who care, let me put it that way. So what excites me, we, we are with the David versus Goliath conversation. Um, we don't have a lot of money to, uh, our focus is education and awareness because we believe when people are given the, the full disclosure of how bad plastic is and how easy it is just to grab a carton that they'll make the right choice. So, but we have limited budgets. I mean, um, between um, Coke and Pepsi, last time I read, they have like $4 billion in, in, in marketing money um, to tell you how good Aquafina and Dasani and cans are um, and bottles. The, um, so we rely on companies that are like-minded and, and care. So Alaska Airlines is, great, is a great example of a company who their number one job is to get people from point A to point B safely. But they they are taking the time to say we should try to do this with the small footprint as possible. So last year they 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 put out basically a, a request for a proposal to say how do we get rid of plastic? They go through 1.8 million tons of plastic every year 
these little 250 milliliter bottles at a time, which is insane. That's like uh, 18 737s worth of plastic. So, so we cost, I'm gonna make up numbers. Let's say we cost two or three times more than a plastic bottle. Plastic bottles exist because they're cheap and durable. Um, so, so this is for a corporation, this, that's a big gulp, especially for water, which is not, you know, it's, it's not like fuel or anything that, that's made or our airplane price. But they, they, they had to take the, the, the leap to say, this is important enough for us to take the extra cost. It's important enough for our, for our, for our passengers. Um, and they made, they made the leap. Um, so that's, that's fueling a lot of our growth because we get into, I, I, we get into like 3 million people's hands um, every year. And then they get to read the story about what boxed water is. Um, and it's our way of amplifying our message. The, the the great news is that like we just had our first year with them um they we are i think the number two most engaged item on their social media so the great news is they're like people are going nuts in in, in a positive way about hey you guys made it you, you guys made a big difference so their bet paid off and i keep saying two things one is you know the more companies succeed and have these remarkable benefits, the more other companies will go, well, what we better get, we better hop on this bandwagon. And the only way the companies are going to succeed is if consumers choose these companies for these reasons. So it all comes back down to the consumer. And the good news is when you say what's fueling your growth, it's 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 really this passionate consumer that is that is voting and, and choosing. I, I can say the same thing about other like Rag and Bone, um, Soul Cycle, other companies that that have chosen to get rid of plastic, um, and and chosen not to go with cans for the same reason, um, they are getting remarkable, uh, over the top reactions from their consumers, um, and that is at the end of the day what will cause this uh, kind of a tsunami of of growth as we as we replace plastic and cans across the board. So you have your partnership with Alaska Airlines. I know that you guys have um, sponsored a lot of music festivals in the past. Can you talk about how Boxwater prioritizes uh, more direct consumer in the grocery store versus those enterprise partnerships? Yeah, no, that's a good question. We um, we have made a, a a stand more or less. We we want to be available to consumers everywhere. So frankly. Um, the internet, either through Amazon or through boxedwaterisbetter.com, our web store, you can find our product. So when people say, where can you find us? I always say, you know, at your front door, we can have it shipped to you. But, um, but to your point, we have, we have focused on um, getting in front of the consumers in as many places and with as much robust conversation as possible. So, so one of the things that set us apart is that, and you can see it on our box, it, we, have a, it, we plant two trees completely for free every time you post a picture of our carton and put it on your social media. So right now, if you had a carton, you took a picture and you did a hashtag better planet, we would plant two trees in the national forest. We've already planted uh, 1.4 million trees and our goal is to get to 2 million. Um, by next year, which is a forest, which again is blows me away that this little company from Grand Rapids, Michigan, can plant two million trees based on on consumer consumer response. So so that message, along with 
why is why is plastic in what cans and, and the pollution bad? Why is boxed water better? Those are all things that I think need to be spoken. So we're we're less than we're not just a, a box of water. We are this this um kind of a purpose-driven brand where we're trying to do good on many different levels, including beach cleanups. So so that's why we go to festivals, that's why we go to um little um tastings. Um, we use field marketing in order to get in front of as many people as possible. We use social media to get in front of as many people as possible. Um, and then we hope the payoff is that they go to the grocery store and they see us and, and they know why boxed water is better because it does plant trees, because it is better than plastic. It has a like one eighth of a carbon footprint of, of, of cans. Um, and so we use, we try to use um, high touch areas in order again, like Alaska Airlines, they've done a great job of putting us on their website, talking about us on their on their planes, uh, posters and whatnot, so people are more informed. Um, so that's why we use partnerships. We use partnerships to try to tell our story. Um, earlier, you mentioned Fiji Water, which has a strange past of their sourcing, their relationship with the Fijian government. Where is Boxwater sourcing their water from? source in two places. We source in Holland, Michigan, and uh, we source in outside of Salt Lake City in a place called Linden, Utah. Um, we use municipal water, and then we have an eight-step process to purify it so it's completely pure uh, and pH balanced. We have no additives, no nothing. Some, some waters manipulate their flavor by adding all kinds of stuff, like even uh, dissolvable solids. You'll see on some of their ingredient labels. Why a water has an ingredient label is beyond me, but that's a topic for another day. Um, we pay the market. We pay the market rate of the municipalities. If you were to talk to, or if you were to Google, you know, Nestle, uh, Nestle does not pay the market rate. They pay uh, uh, like two hundred and fifty dollars for a year's worth of water. I mean, per year. Um, and so we feel we feel good, and we also give back to um, um, the communities where we're where we're drawing our water from. How is Boxwater ensuring that they're not overtaxing those systems when they're pulling their water, uh, making sure things aren't impacting local communities? Yeah, no, we we are very conscious of making sure that we are um, a couple things that we we are not overtaxing the system. We we've, we've been around for 13 years. Um, we are in contact with the local municipalities um, every year, if not every month. Um, we also did a little bit of a uh, an analysis in the before we opened the Linden plant in um, uh, in Lake Michigan. I mean, we're not even a blip on the radar for the the the, uh, the companies, I guess you'd say, that are pulling the most water. I mean, one of the one of the top, and it was a surprising analysis. One of the top companies that pull water from uh, Lake Michigan is the Shedd Aquarium, which you. It makes sense once you say it, but you'd never even think that. But they're like, if they, if I remember correctly, they were like one of the top five companies that's pulling water. So we're not even a blip on the radar as far as uh, as far as what we're pulling, um, even with the growth projections that we have. And uh, what kinds of challenges have you seen in uh, your role as CRO and CMO? Oh, um, I guess the biggest challenge, the biggest challenge is always fighting misinformation. Um, and misinformation comes from from a couple different sources. One is just um, this industry is changing so quickly 
goes back to your question about um, recycling. Like here in Grand Rapids, um, gosh, I guess it was about five years ago, we worked with the local Grand Rapids uh, municipality in order to get them this emulsifier and this shredder so that so the cartons could be recycled in our own hometown. Prior to that, we were taking them out to Holland where they could be recycled. So, so even, even today, when I talk to friends, they say, yeah, I like your carton, but you can't recycle it. There's no curbside recycling. And I'm like, that, that was true, but now that's, that's not true. Five years ago, it switched. So there's a lot of lagging information about, about the benefits of our product and the recyclability of our product. That's, that's one of the biggest things is we get people saying, heck, I just um, had the conversation with a hotel in New York who said, we, we had an expert tell us that you, you can't recycle your boxes in New York. And I said, I, I, I'm sorry, but get me, give me, give me the person's phone number. Um, and I will give you the phone number of the recycling plant in Brooklyn that does take our boxes. All that we've been recycling in New York for, for 10 years. Um, so, so yeah, there's, there's overcoming um, the, the, the misinformation or just the, the, the lag of information is probably the biggest challenge, especially with a budget that's, you know, it's, it's, it's very small. So I would love to have a, a marketing budget like Nike where they, I could just tell everybody what's going on and, and, and have them go, uh, uh, go, okay, yeah, no, this all makes sense, but we're not there yet. Absolutely. Um, oh, can you tell us more about what your day-to-day -day looks like? Wow, yeah. My, every day is different. Every day is great. Every day is different. Um, let's see. I let's what am I what am I doing today? Um, no, every every day is very is very different. That's what keeps it interesting. We are talking to uh, some days airlines, some days um, stadiums, some days um, parks, uh, amusement parks. Like right now, we're talking to Universal uh, about doing like a Jurassic Park cart, which would be very cool. Um, and and what's fascinating is learning their businesses from their perspective. And then also learning how we can impact and help them from a sustainability standpoint. Um, a lot of my day, like any manager, is working with people. I have an incredible team who's uh, passionate and working, working with and learning from. I'm, 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 you know, over fifty, and so I learn more from my team than I think they learn from me. Um, and so I think it's fascinating every day just to hear what's going on and in today's culture, uh, as well as um, we're always working to learn more about sustainability. Um, but a lot of it is spent um, planning, trying to negotiate um, relationships with different partners, trying to get, um, just trying, trying to move, move the peanut forward and, um, and, uh, and keep everybody pointed in the, in the same direction. Absolutely. Um... Before we get into final thoughts and wrap up, any box water news to share? Well, I hinted at the fact, and and I might as well just come out and say it. We will be launching a Jurassic Park dinosaur collection next year, which will be very very exciting. Um, it'll come out in March of next year. We've got all we've got five of the most popular dinosaurs on each package. Uh, and uh, and they'll be done as collectibles, and it's in in uh, unison with Universal Studios, and we will be also in their in their parks, so everybody can get a, a cool Jurassic Park boxed water, which is which is awesome. Again, another 
another fantastic company that is that is moving away from the plastic bottles. Very exciting. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts that you want to share? Yeah, I would. I really would like to share with your with your listeners that um, that they have the power. Um, that uh, I will accuse everyone because I was just as guilty before I started here. Everyone is plastic blind. I would I would ask that everybody stop next time they go to a Costco or next time they go to their local grocer, and just stop and look at all the plastic that's that's around them, and realize that ninety five percent of that is going to go into the landfill or the ocean. Um, and just and just really make small choices that aren't so hard um, to, to avoid plastic as much as possible. And frankly, avoid avoid single use plastic uh, and avoid avoid aluminum cans as much as possible. Um, I, I think that I think I think this whole country needs a wake up call. I think we as a human race get an F in our recycling um, um, efforts. And, and I think it's it's time for a wake up call. And I'm actually really excited about about um, the younger generation and how they are embracing it. Um, but we really um, a small inconvenience is is worth um, stemming this whole pollution that that's going on. The world would not be able to survive this. Wow. OK, that's a bad thought. <laughs> A better thought is make a small, there are small, there are companies out there. Just you have the power, make of the change. Patagonia, incredible company. When you're giving them, when you're buying their product, you know that money's going to good places. You know, boxed water, money's going to good places. It's going to tree planting. We we plant these trees completely for free and we're paying to plant trees. Find companies that match your goals and 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 vote with your dollar and buy with those companies and you have the power to change the planet. How's that? Fantastic, really fantastic advice. Thank you so much for your time, Rob. Thank you, it's been a pleasure, Adam. I really appreciate the time. And I also appreciate the fact that you're drinking out of a, out of a refillable glass. Um, you, are, you are making the change, you are the change. Right? That's awesome. We appreciate our loyal Impact Report listeners and hope you can help us spread the word about the series and the important sustainability work of our guests. Please rate and review the Impact Report wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you were inspired by this conversation, share a screenshot on Instagram and tag Impact Report Podcast. more about the topics discussed in today's episode by visiting boxedwaterisbetter.com. And be sure to head to greenbiz.com or impactentrepreneur.com to read a recap of our conversation. Join us for the next episode of the Impact Report. We'll be speaking with Lisa Edwards of Diligent Institute. Interested in learning how you can launch a high-impact, purpose-driven career in sustainability? Check out the resources page from the Bard Graduate Programs in Sustainability for access to free resources to jumpstart your career. Hear from leaders in the fields of climate change, consulting, impact finance, circular economy, and more about how they launched their careers and the tips they have for you to join their industries. 
visit gps.bard.edu slash resources today.